I'm Liz Toombs, owner of PDR Interiors and your host for Sorority Chat, the podcast where we talk all things Greek housing, decorating, and beyond. Today's guest is Bill Schaub, and he is VP of Sales for The Brill Company based in Michigan. The Brill Company is a furniture company that services the education and um, some hospitality communities as well. Um, Bill's going to talk to us about the benefits of domestically produced products. We all clearly know what the last two years have looked like in furniture supply chain. Um, It's been just really rough getting things in, especially if any portion of what you're ordering is coming from overseas. We just have gotten ourselves in a situation where suddenly it was difficult to access these things based on how COVID was affecting um, manufacturing, shipping, logistics, all of it. I mean, I've never, never seen anything like it. I don't know that any of us have. And so Bill kindly agreed to come on and tell us what is different about domestic manufacturing? Because some of you may not know, you may not know or understand the difference or how lead times are affected or how materials are a little bit different domestically versus um, produced overseas. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation and I hope you get some new information from it. Hey everyone, welcome back to Sorority Chat. Today I am excited to have with us Bill Schaub from The Brill Company. Hey Bill. Hey Liz, happy to be here. I'm looking forward to the time we spend together here. Good. I appreciate you coming on and being willing to chat with me. We always have good conversations and now we're just making it official. There we go. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? (laughs) Well, the reason that I wanted Bill to come on and to talk um, with me for you all to hear is I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the pros and the benefits of American made, domestic made furniture. Um, we all know what's been happening the last couple of years with COVID. We've had a lot of issues in supply chain, bringing things over internationally. Um, I don't know that there is one perfect answer for everything, but I have seen a lot of our clients in the sorority world really looking for domestically made products. And so I know that Brill does this, does this well. Um, I can see from your background there, y'all have been around for 75 years. So this is no short game for you. Um, So I just really want to talk with you and pick your brain about what you see um, in domestic production and what's working really well. Well, I, th- I think the the one thing that we enjoy about domestic production is the, the fact that we can truly respond to time issues, I think, better. when when I, I You'll hear me mention names like Paul Lang, who is our, our furniture, our, excuse me, our factory manager. Paul is actually, his father was one of the very original people at Brill back in 1946, where post-World War II company. And and Paul is our factory manager who is just a, a plethora of, of knowledge and understanding. You'll also hear me talk about David and Nancy Field often because they're our owners. And Paul, I, I think the amazing thing is when this all broke in March of 2020, um, outside of the fact that we probably sourced, I want to say we were sourcing 70, 80 percent of all of our our wood, all of our materials were domestic and it's 100% domestic manufacturer. He actually thought and said, you know, things are going to get bad. 
And so then he started even sourcing things such as screws and brackets and, and all the different parts of it. So we're about as close to 100% domestic as you can get. And, and it has made a difference. Um, last year and in 2020, we did not miss a shipment. And, and a lot of that had to do with Paul's um, futuristic idea of what he thought was going to happen that is happening and has happened. Um, I don't think our freight challenges, because we're domestic, um, time challenges are as great as some of the competitors I know we deal with. So it really has um, made an enormous change. And, and we're seeing companies, we're, we're seeing opportunities, uh, especially in, in, in the Greek world, Liz, where, where we have people I know we have not done business before. Uh, the good word has passed around that we're a domestic manufacturer. And I know at this stage in time, we have more orders in for uh, a lot of sororities and still some for fraternities to follow um, that we've never seen before. So good current customers, as well as some new incoming customers. And I believe a lot of that has to do with being domestic. Yeah, I mean, I think that you're right. I know that um, I was trying to think earlier what year you and I met. We were at a Gamma Phi Beta housing conference. Was it 2015, 2016? Am I getting it, it, had, it had to be our first project with Brill when I was started with Brill in 2013. And in the summer of 2013, we did a project for Gamma Phi Beta at Missouri State. Uh, Gwen Thomas, hi, can I do a shout out to Gwen? <laughs> um, but I believe I thought it was closer to that time period because they did a housing. It could have been 14 or, or 15 at the latest. We've known each other for quite a few years now within this industry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I joke that 2020 just kind of being wiped from my brain has messed up my whole timeline. But my point is that, <laughs> you know, my team met you, we started looking at the products, um, starting to started to get to know the things that were offered. And so we've worked together on a number of projects since then. Yes. And in yes. 2021, your company was the only one that showed up on time. And I think it had a huge, it, huge um, amount to do with the fact that it was domestically produced in Michigan. Um, you know, and it, it always worked well. So I've told you that a few times, but I just wanted to say that publicly because that really helped me be able to meet the client's needs and it helped the client um, to be able to open their house and have all of these students getting in on time. The parents yes. were happy things could for once run as they were supposed to and as scheduled. So I really appreciated that. Well, you're very welcome. We're, we're very proud of that. It, it, it really to us is um, one of the things we absolutely hang our hat on. And, and the other thing we'll never do is we don't ever accept orders knowing we can't ship. If we can't make a ship date or an expected ship time. And I will tell you, um, I know exactly the projects you're talking about. I mean, 20 and 21, especially last year, what challenges we all ran into. I mean, I don't know. I still cannot remember one install we did where there was no construction on site, not one. Yep. So, so I know the challenges you're going through, uh, the schools are going through, anybody's going through, we do business with. And um, we've actually had last year, I think twice we had installs where we went back and actually had to finish them, which is um, very rare. Um, it's very expensive for somebody because thank you. They've always been so grateful to work with us on that. But no, it, it, you're right. Challenges abound. Um, being domestic has helped a lot. You know, the other thing we do too, and, and I know this is part of not just about Brill, but the idea of domestic manufacturing and strengths, but 
we, we make it a point because we blanket wrap, we have to partner with a freight firm. It's called ALTL out of Holland, Michigan. We have to partner with them um, to, to make sure we have dedicated trucks. So I will say to everybody out there, sometimes if you look at Brill's freight bill, bill it seems a little high. But when you compare it to what you're getting, uh, we, we have trucks that are always on time. So, and, and once again, Liz, you know that you've seen the trucks show up in some really tight spots. And mm -hmm. um, they, they, so that's all part of, I call the domestic experience. So you, you sit there and um, we were able to have achieved things like you know, uh, projects like what you said. And that was really, um, thank you. I very much appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. So I guess talk with me a little bit about the ways in which domestic manufacturing is is different. Like, what are some things that really set that apart from bringing in items from overseas, or maybe the way factories are set up um, in other countries? I, I, in my old days, even though I worked for an importer, I never was able to go there and see furniture being made overseas. And primarily it was China, Malaysia um, at that time. I know they've expanded down to Vietnam. I, I would have to say what, two of the big differences. Um, we do furniture. I call it the old fashioned way. We still use doll, glue and screw construction on all of our case goods. Our beds are, are manufactured, secured, different. So I, I mean, the, the ultimate comment I can make is I still to this day struggle to think of five warranty repairs we've made in my almost 10 years with Brill. I mean, hundreds of thousands of pieces of furniture going out the door. Yeah. And it has to do with, once again, everything is engineered so that when a Brill representative, somebody comes back to visit your client, we're coming back to hopefully talk about another project, not to fix furniture. And I don't know that others, others will do parts of that. Others will do a dowling, they'll do screwing. Um, we, we're, we're not a big fan. We don't do um, uh, mechanical uh, fastener type of construction only because we, we just look very long-term. Our furniture is warrantied for 25 years. And even though anybody can put a warranty on something, we have projects where uh, we know there's furniture. Um, can I mention schools and things in this? I mean, oh, can I sure. Yeah, about? whatever you oh, want to okay. do. I mean, I remember in 2015, the University of Michigan is a very good real customer. And their main buyer came back in 2015 and said, look, I cannot with conscience swap out furniture we put in in 1995. It still is in such very good shape. I mean, it, it's, you know, the good news with buying from Brill, if you're the Brill company, is I have great news. I have good news and bad news. The great news or good news is we build wonderful furniture. The bad news is if you're looking for a reorder anytime soon, uh, we build wonderful furniture. So sometimes, you know, I always laugh and tell people, you know, it's uh, when we do a project, um, we're in it for the long haul with you. And, and so I think that's part of the difference. The other is response time. I mean, for instance, in, in the situations where we did have warranty issue, I remember one time uh, the install team and once again accidentally dropped a wardrobe off the back of a truck. And it was the first day of the install. And you're thinking, oh boy, this is going to be bad. Uh, well, we called up the company. And next thing you know, Paul, let's, I get a text from Paul saying there will be a wardrobe on the last truck that's still coming down because. It's all right there. It's it's all 100% there within you that you can see all of that. And and so it, it's hard to explain to people that, you know, there, there are things we can do differently. 
Um, another benefit of domestic, uh, once again, I'll use Michigan. They had some students damage their, their room furniture. It was from 1997. And they called us up and said, boy, we need to match this. Uh, if you flip over a Brill case, go down the bottom, it says Brill Company or Brill and the year it was made. We were actually able to pull out the exact furniture that was built almost 20 or five years ago. And this past summer, we duplicated the needed furniture that they had built in 97. Oh, there are, yeah, there, there's advantage. I mean, that's color, style, model. I mean, we had all the engineering and, and you know, Liz, once again, there's always an open invite for you to come up north to Ludington, especially in the summer when it's nice, not right now yet. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's an awesome factory. And we're, when we're able to get perspective or current, especially prospective customers up there, I think they see um, people that are very receptive. Um, yeah. One memory I remember about a conversation in my old days, I was involved in a conference call with an individual who I could not understand. It was at a factory that was in China and we were trying to explain something where, I mean, that was very impactful for me. And, and so when I was able to come up and, and meet the people at Brill uh, back in 2013, it was impactful to me to actually have the employees show so much interest, not only in me, but also in, in the customers. And, and that to me is where, once again, how does it matter? Um, I, I think we all know we pay more per hour and all those stories about between what it costs an hourly wage for here or China or what have you. Um, but I'll tell you, it, it's worth every penny we play, pay those employees up at Brill. And, and, and let me tell you also, when, when they have something going through, they don't understand, um, they'll let me know also as, as the VP of sales, they'll come up and just say, hey, why are we doing this? Or why are we doing that? Um, we had to change this or that. Um, once again, domestic manufacturer, Everything we have on our website, if you go there and look, everything you see is, is a standard product, but we probably make 80 plus percent of everything that goes through our factory has some type of change, alteration, or customization. As, as you know, um, you were the one that was part of the original project that we now have white on oak on a color. And, and yep. you remember that. The, you, matter of fact, I mentioned Paul's name earlier. He was part of those original uh, conference calls is what we used to call them because y'all you, you had to get on a, a whole bunch of people on a phone. You couldn't look at each other. Mm -hmm. But um, but I mean, I'm sure you remember that most everything we do is is somewhat custom. So it is very unique. We can respond quicker. I firmly believe we make better quality product that's designed for the long run. Um, so there you go. That's a very long winded way to say, why do I think domestic is good? Well, it was a very open-ended question, so I think it was fine, <laughs> but that's what I was going to say is I was taking notes while you were talking, and so what I was hearing from you is that when issues arise, like the, the wardrobe that you said got dropped off the back of the truck, it's a quicker turnaround. You're not having to wait 12 weeks for something to be produced and then shipped um, across, you know, and then freighted to wherever you are, it was literally made in Michigan and then trucked down to wherever your project was. And right. then, you know, you talked about having a dedicated truck for delivery. Um, I've seen that quite a bit. Um, and that that's really helpful. And then I was going to bring up the customization side of things, um, not only with your company, but other domestic 
companies that we yes. work with, the customization opportunity, specifically in stains or in adjusting the style of like a table, for example, um, we really have that opportunity as the design team to be able to work with those factories and to make those changes. And I can't say that that's been the experience for us um, with international production by any means. Those things are a little bit more mass produced, cookie cutter. Um, they have their place, because well, I will say in pure transparency, my team, it really depends on, on the client's needs, whether we're, we're specifying something that is coming in from overseas, something that's domestically produced, whether it's education line furniture, like what you all do, or if it's high-end customized residential, right. we're kind of all over the board. Um, but there is obviously a special place in our heart for companies like Brill or companies, you know, headquartered and manufacturing right. down in High Point. Um, all of those things I think are great. Agreed. I, I, I can't, I mean, and, and a little bit of a shout out, cause I know you've used their products too, to our seating factory in Elkhart, Indiana. Um, they, I, I will say the challenges we run into, as you mentioned with, with the customer, the last minute changes. I mean, talk about a whole new world for me when I got into was fabrics. I mean, that just, that sort of blew my mind to, to have somebody start talking about different options of fabric. And then um, and by the way, too, just a sidebar, that 12 to 14 weeks from overseas, th that was before COVID. Uh -huh. Yeah, I was being kind. <laughs> I know you were. But I mean, it just, but I mean, that once again, there's another reason to think domestic, um, because it, 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 that time frame, um, it, what right now we're in the heat of the season, and, and that's where we are right now. Yep. But I, but once again, it, I, we don't have to worry about getting it on a container and hoping it gets off the port or any of that. So as, as do a lot of companies in our, our situation. Well, and earlier you brought up um, price and you were talking about wages in terms of price, but I was even starting to think the prices of these shipping containers and just the way that they have these companies over a barrel, like you've just got to pay what they're telling you to pay to get it on the ship and get it over here. And then ships are being overloaded containers are falling off in the ocean. I mean, you can't make it up. So at no. some point, you know, we aren't really that far off price-wise when it comes right. to domestic manufacturing. And I'll actually say, you know, specific to your company, I, I mean, I've not seen, uh, most of the time it's very economical. Like I don't, for the quality that you're receiving, right. I don't feel like the price is off the charts by any means. Well, the, and, and, you know, we keep hearing more of that too. Yeah, and, and actually we had a project we got, which we, it was our first time ever. We actually lost it. And, and all we said to them is, please make sure everything you're signing on the dotted line, based on horror stories we've heard on shipping, yeah. where they've come back and they're quoting um, shipping prices from 2019, mm -hmm. but somewhere there's a, an asterisk and a dot, dot, dot that says, you know, by the way, and, and they, that's actually what did happen. And, and they were, they called us back and said, look, we would like to stick with Brill. Um, but it was, it really, I, I know what we offered and I still know we were of value to the customer. You, you can inflate prices. I, I'm sorry, deflate prices, but inflate in other areas. And as you just said, Liz, we're hearing more on that. I'm so happy. Actually, I'm very happy to hear that because I think for all of us in, in our market, in our world, that, that gives us an edge, I believe, because you combine almost equal pricing, um, with, 
I, you know, once again, most domestic manufacturers I know are very green and very sustainable also. Mm -hmm. And those are practices that I cannot even begin to vouch for that do or do not happen overseas. Mm -hmm. But I know what we believe in is, is those areas of sustainability, green care. I mean, we're one of the, I don't, when I say this, I'm not saying there's not others, but you know, we heat our factory in the winter with all of our wood off fall. Everything that comes off, we sweep up every night, we store, we burn all of our, you know, the sawdust goes to the chicken farmers. The, um, the wood actually gets burned in, a, in a, a huge massive furnace we have that it, we brought in in the mid seventies because the original owner of Brill uh, back then said, we have to find something different and more sustainable to, to heat our factory. So we've actually, since 1974, been heating our whole factory during the winter with, with wood offfall. That's actually really cool. I would not have known that tidbit if you hadn't brought right. that up. Um, so, but I, I also think you bring up a really good point when you said value. Like I wrote that down and underlined it three times. That's just, that's what it comes down to. Oftentimes it's not really about price. It's truly about the value that you're receiving and, you know, domestic can just bring a lot of really good value to right. the end customer. And, and I think we've all discovered specifically over the last couple of years, we really, we want that value. We want that customer service. We want to be taken care of in that way. Um, as someone who likes to control as much as I can on my projects, I appreciate what the domestic production can afford us. And, and I think the last thought of that is, is, is like even the final installation, always trying to assure that there is a good crew that's attentive to your needs, to the customer's needs, um, because that, that to me is really a key. And, and, and I know, once again, us, like other companies, use professional install crews and that know how to handle grill furniture. And why do I say it that way? Because, you know, blanket wrap, um, dollies, things of that nature, it sure sounds really easy until you're hauling a, you know, a 225 pound wood wardrobe up three flights of stairs, which we have a lot of sorority. A lot of the Greek housing is, is, has no elevators in it. So we've done some, some wonderful projects, but it's all, that's all part of the value. Value is just, cannot ever be just dollar based. Nope. Nope. You are right. So I want to go back for a second because we touched on specifically when you and I and some other folks worked together to create the white stain for mm -hmm. the wood products. Talk the listeners through kind of what that process looked like. So we obviously we had a need where it was some specific women's organizations were not loving the stain colors. They felt right. it was a little bit more masculine. They wanted to feminize it. They wanted to lighten it. And so you all said, okay, let's give it a go. So on your end, kind of what did things look like when you were going through that process? Well, I think the thing that was wonderful is we were able to involve the actual person who was going to implement it right from the beginning, who was Paul Lang. And we brought Paul right into the process, which I, I, I know factually there's a lot of places you can't do that. And, and Paul's initial in, involvement what was really neat is, and, and once again, help me here. I think I know it was you. I know it was the sorority. Um, I, I believe, um, uh, and now she's since retired. I believe Kay was part of it from um, Gamma Phi Beta Kay Wilms. Yes. And 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 then we we took that and we just started a basic conversation on here's what we want, here's what we're looking for, and then from there, what we did is Paul went and actually went to our supplier and said, here's what our need is. And they then created three different white on oak stains 
because once again, to be clear to everybody, we do maple also, but at the time the need was white on oak and actually white on oak is easier to do than a white on maple. So with that being said, we all agreed that was the next step of the process. He then came out with more of a clear, more of an opaque, and then one that was sort of in the middle of both. And he basically created wood chips, large wood stain chips that were, I want to say at the time, they were probably 10 inches by 10 inches, mm -hmm. made them all and sent them to all parties involved in that conference call. I so, remember. And, and then and then we asked you to put your heads together and, and say, what did you think, if not for this project, maybe also long term, because the, the key there is we can't have three stains white on oak. That really doesn't work. Um, from a, a large manufacturing standpoint. So we came to an agreement, I believe it was on this, just the standard white on oak. It wasn't opaque. It was just very much, you guys came up and said, this is what we like. And on your end, um, I know you were comparing it to baseboards. I know you're comparing it to wood because some of those were built-ins, if you remember. I think there were some built-ins on the project. So, so the point, there was so much on your end to do, you approved it. And, and basically, we, we just put it into manufacturing, no passing by boards or everybody raised their hand. Paul just said, we can do this. You guys okayed it. And next thing you know, we have a new custom stain color, which is no longer what, what I use. We use premium. Brill has a basic, simple process. We have natural on oak. Everything else is what we refer to as a premium stain. Mm -hmm. um, that would have been considered a real custom at one time. We just added it to our line. We liked it so well. And we've bought it over and over and over again. Yep. And so have a couple of schools with major projects have bought it. So, Paul, if you're listening, you're the real MVP of that project. There we go. Yes. All of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, well, I just think being able to do that and we've done that with some other companies as well. It doesn't happen often, but just sometimes there's a reason that the client needs something to be in a different stain and a different finish. Um, and so it's always so appreciated when that process goes easily because it can turn into a nightmare um, when you're trying to match woods and case goods to each other and you're not getting all the stains correct because they're coming from different places. So, correct. so and, yeah. and you know, the, the last thought on, on real wood too is always, it, it, even with real wood, if you do get, do get a, a scratch or a, a gouge of some type, it is so easy to repair and, and so easy to touch up because most every hardware store in the world has those touch up stained sticks. And oh. I, I mean, we've, we've never had an issue with that. And, and that's, that was also what was nice about the white. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And this is a total, just, it popped into my head. So hopefully I'm not putting you on the spot. No, You were talking about your furniture lasts so long, you know, it's not something you turn around and replace every day. If someone came back to you and said, Hey, we still have all these bunk beds, this bedroom furniture from you. We love it. We just want it refinished. Is that something y'all ever do? Or is it strictly brand new, straight from the factory only? It is strictly brand new, straight from the factory only. But as a caveat to your your, your question, um, I'm happy to say that's that's never happened. That okay. I know of. We, we've not had schools come back. Now, we've had um, one of our original, original installs was at Michigan State University back in the early 70s. And they actually, uh, 42 years later, talking facilities finally started taking out their furniture and, and bringing in for new. But the key was talking to the facilities group. They actually finally, at, at a conference, we're talking, they admitted it was tired. 42 years old, admitted it was tired still very functional, 
but was tired. And, and, and so it was at that time that we said, okay, it's time to get new furniture. Yeah. We understand that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Do you have a personal favorite of a project in your career history? I, I have one that actually, believe it or not, back to Gwen, one of my very, my very first install I ever did was at Gamma Phi Beta as in my position um, at the time, I had talked to David Field and, and just said, I think we have a real opportunity within the Greek organizations. I, I loved everything that it, it, I loved the fact that it was one of our very first, or for me personally, it was my very first seating. Uh, they did tables, they did, they did full line purchasing, which, which is always awesome for us because it's both factories. It, I can go back to both factories. Um, but that was one of my favorites because, um, it, like I said, Gwen was wonderful to work with an involved install. Uh, it was summer of 2013 and, and it was just, it was a neat time. Um, major projects. Uh, I mean, we, we had a major project at University of North Texas, their honors hall, very proud to have done it. Uh, it was in 130 degree heat. Uh, um, as far as inside the truck to 150 during the install, it was a live construction crew um, and our install group worked with them. We got all the furniture installed. We had something, I mean, and this is what I love about Brill. And, and we talk about, people say, don't talk about bad things, only good. Well, it was something bad that ended up being good. And that was actually, it was so hot in those trucks. They bought a product that you've used often, which is fresh space. And the glue in some of the areas, I think I want to say it was on like 5% of the desk, the glue actually separated on the um, beveled edges and, oh. and the wood was, was splitting apart. So Paul, and, Paul, David and I and, and a crew just, we, we, we jumped in a plane. We went down to Denton, Texas, and in less than two days, we had every piece fixed, repaired. It looks like new. And I'm very happy to say that from that, I think that was 2015 or 16. I don't remember that the UNT people can correct me, but the point is it was really one of my favorites because it ended up being um, once again, a, a, a look like fresh space, which was new. It's different. It's more of a, a residential look over a, a dormitory type look. Uh, we had issues that were addressed right away. The customer to this day has never had a warranty claim. And, and, and that was two of my early favorite projects. Since then, um, from Pure Beauty or where you are, we did a project at Palm Beach Atlantic wow. uh, University. So it was really hard to be looking out those windows at the ocean. I can understand those students having such a hard time at that university. I um, would and, never and, get anything yeah. done if I went to a coastal school. I would have, <laughs> I would have failed out and never had yeah. started a business. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. And, and finally, the, the, the furniture in the background, my background is called Pulse. And, and that's our interactive furniture line where the desk and the we call it a 360 desk because it actually separates and comes together. There are students today that have set an interest that they don't like. They don't need a desk anymore. They use laptops. They use iPads. or And, and so because of that, it become a chess or a desk. But the reason it's one of my favorites is it was at Lynchburg University and they did white. The whole project, it was their new, newest residence hall. And I think it was over 30 years. We we're very honored to have won the ability to do their business. And to this day, uh, we met with um, one of their, their, their residence directors just last fall, and she just said they love the furniture. So, And we've never had an issue, but to do a school in white was, was awesome. So that's, once again, heads off to everybody involved in the very original idea of, do you need a white? 
Well, that university is after my own heart because I love some some white furniture. So. There you go. There you go. Well, Bill, as we close out, do you have any parting thoughts? Any anything that you want to make sure folks keep in mind as they're considering domestically produced furniture? Yes, even domestic. Please, when your sales rep or your person comes to you and says, hey, can we start talking about your 2023 project today? It's not a sales pitch. If it's there's one thing I can tell everybody, it's not a sales pitch. The smartest thing, uh, one of the, the features we offer is free warehousing. I mean, it's, I always, I always laugh at our, our uh, laugh. I always say what company sits there and, and sells furniture in July, builds it in September and warehouses it for 12 months or, or 11 months and then stalls it in August. But that's our business model. That's what we do. And, and if that, that would be, I mean, a serious note, it really, to me, the person or the group or the organization that is thinking this far ahead of time is going to have no problems in 2023. I just, and, and also, and also you get fixed pricing. I mean, what you quote and build now is sitting in a warehouse that once again, we it, it's free warehousing. Mm-hmm. If you wait till next year, I, I really, I, I don't know, Liz, I don't know what your thoughts are where this is all going. I mean, we're in little crazy times right now. So that would be my closing. Just please, um, if, if you can get your plan done in ahead of time and get it to you, get it to us, I, I that would be the one bit of advice I'd give. Most I, of the houses, yep, that's it. No, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was no, going to no, say, okay. I agree 100%. I think it's never too early to start. I say it with furniture. I say it with finished materials. It is always better to have the items waiting on you than to you, you be waiting on those things to get in. Because if you can't get flooring, you know, then you can't put your furniture in or if your furniture is not there, your chapter members can't sleep in the, in the space or they can't recruit out of the space. So it is never, ever too early. I fully agree with you. Well, good. Well, my gosh, this is, I can't believe the time's already gone by. This has been a lot of fun. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your wealth of knowledge. And I'll make sure that all of your contact info is in the show notes so that any listeners that want to reach out to you can. And I really appreciate you. you being with us. Thank you for having me, Liz. Well, did you come away from that with a wealth of information? I know that I did. I loved getting to learn about how domestically produced products improve lead times and they help us to avoid some supply chain issues. The sustainability comment that he made and telling us how their factory um, provides sustainable materials and how they they do everything within their warehouse or um, their their plant, excuse me. I think that was amazing. I had no idea that that went on. I'm sure that they're not the only ones that do that, but that was really eye-opening to me to hear. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on that as well. And if, if you were aware of that or what you think about that. And then I also think his advice for just planning ahead for purchases is sound advice. I know that's what I'm telling my clients. The earlier we can order anything and plan to buy anything, the better off we're gonna be. That is just, in general, it was a good rule of thumb pre-COVID. It is going to be a good rule of thumb going forward after COVID. Just a reminder, for those who are planning projects or are interested in getting some help to plan a project, 
please check out our website, PDR Interiors. We are a full service firm focusing specifically on the Greek industry. We would love to talk with you about your project, how we can help you. We um, have the full service side, but then we also have our online course where it walks you through uh, managing a project on your own. So we try to be a resource in all possible ways. And you can check us out at pdr-interiors.com. Thanks for listening.